0: Today's episode of Joystick and Mouse is brought to you by Secret Lab, the absolute best office and gaming chairs you could possibly hope for. I personally have a Secret Lab chair that I use every single day and I can safely say that my back and my posture thank me for it. It's top quality engineering and design make this a must have for any gamer out there who wants to sit comfortably and safely. You can check out the amazing lineup of high-quality gaming chairs and desks by heading over to secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Again, that's secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross the, in the gaming community. With me as always is Diddy. Daddy folks. And Jay Dimes. What's going on? There's no video tonight because we're here in the same room. Oh my God. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Look at you.
1: You got like a red shirt on and you got a hoodie on. Um, what?
0: Cause it
2: is officially
0: hoodie season. It's hoodie, it's hoodie season. <laughs> um, it's good to be back in the same room with you guys. And it is. until I can actually get Excellent. like a camera set up for like a live show where we're all together uh I th- this is what we're going to do because otherwise everybody's backs are to the cameras and everything else just cuz of the way I have this set up. So sorry you can't watch us live over at twitch.tv/alexalbisu which is where we normally do this or youtube.com/alexalbisu but you can still subscribe there so you can listen to the show and, and catch up on other content that we do. So today we're talking about a variety of things. We're revisiting this sense of the metaverse uh just like we did last week we're talking about some updates for blizzard employees and then we're also recapping playstation's state of play and there's a surprising new cloud uh partnership here on uh uh, uh, within uh (laughs) a couple of like players that i wasn't even expecting all this week on joystick and mouse um gentlemen before we jump into this how is everybody's halloween good nothing like nothing else Light. yeah just light and eventful Uneventful. I mean, it was it was a good. We got a, we got a good haul here, dude. As a, as a father of a uh, four year old going on eighteen year old who loves candy, <laughs> uh, we never really had a solid. Um, He's not lying either. No, she so is four going on nineteen. Yeah, we we never really had a really solid Halloween um, here because well, COVID over the past couple of years has been interesting, but we ended up having. Um, We we had a really good time walking around the neighborhood because uh, everybody was kind of out and about again. We found some other families with kids Aria's age and we went around got Aria got two buckets worth of candy and we also stopped at a house right down the street and around the corner that was giving out pumpkin and apple like hard liquor cider uh and it was it was really really good. nice so they were pouring it straight from the bottle like they were just handing out little dixie cups to the parents as they were walking by too as our i little... should have come over here and go on the trick-or-treating that's what i'm saying man yeah the, the parents got taken care of and i love that so yeah we um yeah a few beers in and uh and like at the end of it all I had, it was, it was,
2: pretty I, was good.
1: I was i had my christmas beers gone, but uh no we i bet you we had 20 kids total Twenty kids. That's it total. So I got a big ass basket of candy to to work my way through in the last uh, six
0: months. Is Will doing trick or treating anytime? Like, man, or is he, he too old for like that? A
2: grown man.
0: I know. That's why I was wondering.
2: Not, I don't think. I I think sixteen is past the acceptable age for trick or treating. Yeah, yeah you that's know, fair. Yeah,
1: fourteen, fifteen. That's about the end of it.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's but
2: fair. no, and we don't get. Trick or treat like even when he was younger, we never trick or treated in our neighborhood. We always took him back to the neighborhood where his babysitter was and went there. We didn't get any trick or treaters. Like we just don't have a lot of kids.
1: Candy man, in well, our you guys sort of live back in the back yeah, of the neighborhood too. Yeah, I think that's too. the
2: other issue too is that we're at the bottom of our neighborhood and so I think the kids that eat, that do trick or treat mm-hmm. go up.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Um, they don't come back to our corner, so. Gotcha. Which is fine. I've got a basket full of candy that. Yeah. And I picked the candies that I like. We got peanut M and M's. Oh, got Twix, oh yeah. And like, we got Snickers. Yeah, when we nice. go to Target, it's you know yeah.
1: you pick the candy depending upon what's going to be left over so that you. Uh, yeah, you know. You have have reserves. The kids miss yeah. out, but Sorry I won't. To... So we had this discussion today: Is Reese's peanut butter cups are they a, are they a candy bar?
0: No. Um no. They are not a bar. Uh, it's not a not bar. not a
1: bar, but. Well, I mean, they're delicious.
0: I mean, they're Reese's peanut butter cups. It's like. They're cups. But, yeah, they're cups. Yeah, they're, they're anything. My enjoys a candy bar and it comes in two pieces. Aren't I mean, they just KitKat's round, bar, it they two just two round bars? No, because yeah. a bar implies square shape,
2: rectangular.
0: Yeah, rectangular necessarily. shape. Sure. Nah. Name one candy bar that is circular. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here with that shit. <laughs> no, nah. freaking knucklehead.
2: And, and who likes Mounds? To just be honest. Oh God, I
0: love Mounds. Do you? I've got like. A I don't lot
2: like Mounds. I don't oh, I'll like take all, all those.
1: I love coconut. Huh. Sorry. Ooh. I love coconut.
2: Huh. Okay, sorry. Y'all gonna get some ASMR? People throwing up. He keeps up. Well, so so
0: what's um. What's you all's favorite candy bar? Uh, Reese's. Uh, if it was a candy bar, it would be Reese's. If... I see. See, no, here no, we no, no, go. no, 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 no. It's not a matter of it being my favorite candy bar. It's my favorite candy. Uh, period is <laughs> Reese's in general. It could be. I prefer the Reese's peanut butter cups well, over okay, so, the pieces.
1: So Reese's peanut butter cups are the best candy.
0: Period, period ever. Ever history. So no. What's yeah, second? No, no, you're wrong. But go ahead. Go ahead. What's second? Second, um, I don't need anything else. Come on. <sighs> Peanut butter M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's Favorite are Favorite candy there. bar
2: is uh, Mr. Good Bar.
0: What? Mr. Mr. Good Bars are good. Really?
2: Chocolate and peanuts, that's it.
0: No, I mean.
2: If not a is... Mr. Good Bar, I will take. But Mr. Good Bars are hard to find. Like, you can't just walk into, like, the random gas station and say you want a candy bar and find a Mr. Good bar. No, that's fair. So if I don't find a Mr. Good bar, I will take a peanut butter Snickers.
0: Mm, those are Paid-
1: good, too. Those payday.
2: Good. Never had a Payday. Payday?
1: Payday. So mm. they're, they got, like, salt on the peanuts, and it's got sweet in it. Oh, oh, yeah, just like the like perfect. It's caramel, too, right? It's nougat, yeah. Oh, nougat, nougat, yeah. nougat. Okay. It's, there's, mm. Oh my god! Good
2: stuff. All right, very good. Um, Baby Ruth. Baby Roofs are good. Underrated.
1: They're sort of the classic, though, right? They're caramel and chocolate and peanuts and.
2: But it's not really. Is it caramel?
1: Yeah, they got caramel or is it in the them. Nougat? They got a nougat, but they got caramel on the top of it. Yeah. I mean,
2: I never hear anybody say like, "Oh, I love Baby Ruth." Baby roof is legit.
0: Yeah, it's good. I don't, I don't ever eat it. I mean, like, I've you had have it. You have to but,
2: like um, nuts in a different way for Baby uh, Ruth than, oh, than you do for Snickers.
0: Okay. Okay. I mean, I like Snickers. I, I. That's up there for me, too.
2: They, like, reverse it. In a Baby Ruth, the nuts are on top.
0: This isn't, by the way, this isn't popular, but, like, Andy's Mint Chocolates. hmm I'm a big Mint fan. Like, I'm not your traditional give me something super uber sweet. You know what I mean? I want something that has a little bit of the salty, savory. I'm not a very big sweets person, so that's why I think Reese's really does it for me. And Snickers, because it has a bit of, like, the peanuts or whatever in there, too. But Andy's, like, mint. I want to basically be able to squeeze an entire tube of toothpaste in my mouth if I really wanted to, and I wouldn't get food poisoning. I would do that. Don, don't look at me like that. That's too much mint. Nope. No, 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 no. The Andy's are good. And you know what? Throw some chocolate chips in there with it. Uh, Oreo, uh, mint the, Oreo Blizzard the is the best. the ones that have
1: the chocolate cookie and the mint top to it. And they're covered in chocolate. What the hell are oh, uh, called? Are they thin mints? No, thin so mints are the, just the, the white nougat like Andy's. It's...
0: Oh, I don't know. I, I mean, no, thin mints are like chocolate. Like they're it's covered like a in. It's like an Oreo cookie
1: with, with the mint. Stuff on the top of it and then covered in chocolate Oh,
0: that, I don't know I forget what those are called I don't know, I don't know Those but I'd are really it. good, too
1: I eat it, I eat, eat it Basically sweet, I mean, if it's sweet It's, all right, it's you, in the wheelhouse, right?
0: Yeah, and you folks at home uh, Godspeed with eating all your kids' candy Yes uh, Because somebody's got to help them out with it Did you steal your kids' candy? No, 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 no. Actually, Did I got went through it and picked no, up stuff. No, I. was given some Reese's pieces last night from uh, a fellow parent down the road, and so I ate some of those today. I left some mm-hmm. of Arias alone, but I have a feeling in my future I'm going to have to help her, help her out with some of that. Too much sugar. Too much sugar, and yeah, you know she's a four year old, and uh, and. I'm a a parent with very little energy, so (laughs) I could use a little bit of sugar in my life. Um, Gentlemen, it's great to have you here in studio with me. In uh, person. And in person, and we are here to talk about video games. So why don't we do just uh, that?
2: It's time for the news.
0: All right, first things first. You know how people think their devices are listening to them. Well, it appears that ours and Facebook in particular is listening to us because Facebook decided to rebrand itself as Meta, focusing on the Metaverse, right after we started talking about this <laughs> last <laughs> week. So, um, you know, we, we heard rumblings that Facebook was gonna be rebranding. And and let's be clear, so, so Facebook isn't rebranding Facebook. What they're rebranding is the umbrella corporation that oversees Facebook, Instagram, um, oh gosh, there there are a bunch of uh, other companies. Yeah.
1: platforms that they.
0: Um, WhatsApp is under there. So so yeah, like it's a company that oversees all that that is rebranding to Meta. Pretty on the nose. Um, it was funny. We were texting back and forth about this, and, and I actually put I, I I didn't literally put money, but I was betting that i would that we would see the company literally rebrand as meta and and here we are um so so yeah mark zuckerberg is uh talking about the future and what that kind of means for this kind of conglomerate of companies and it is that they will all feed into this metaverse that we talked about last week. Um, as a very quick reminder, the metaverse I- I- in sort of this vision of what a metaverse is is an online space where we can all collaborate, work together, and uh, play together. Uh, that is all governed by uh, potentially, and this is where we're, what we'll talk about here in a second, but potentially open source. Uh, you know, uh, where you know the users are really the ones that kind of govern and dictate the way the metaverse is run. Very diplomatic in that case, or democratic, I should say. Um, there's also the sense that NFTs and cryptocurrencies play a huge role in driving the economy, and that those uh, the, the NFTs that you would procure, you know, would be leveraged throughout the different, you know, areas that you play. But you know, there's a lot to be said about what um, that will ultimately end up being. I wanted to share with you all. I saw this video today of somebody denouncing Mark Zuckerberg, uh, f- first of all, talking about how uh, it's dangerous enough that Facebook already knows all of our stuff. And here we are, we're about to give them um, even more access and control by giving them full reign and governance of this quote unquote metaverse and that they don't really wanna play through this whole open source piece. Um, What are your all's response to uh, to to this idea of Facebook kind of branding around metaverse and what that kind of means for our privacy and data as we go into gaming and some of the other things that kind of coincide with meta?
1: Well, so first off, I don't know which marketing company they hired to come up with the name, but they got ripped off because that is. Possibly the dumbest name (laughs) that they could have come up with for the metaverse. I mean, very unimaginative and horrendous. But having said that, Facebook doesn't know anything about you that you didn't tell them. So if you don't want Facebook to know anything about you, don't Don't tell them. Don't put it on there. Don't put it on there. But But what are my
0: followers going to think? But I
1: tell Facebook these things because, you know what? I don't want to see ads about the latest Fall fashions or something else. I tell them that because I want to see stuff about tech and comics and games. So that's what I see in my Facebook feed.
0: Yeah, I don't... Um, I don't know. I'm one of those people that I don't have anything to hide. I, yeah, d- d- my life is online. It's an open I, book. I, I
1: don't, I, I don't is, shit. There's,
0: Like, uh, there's some things like, you know, be a little bit more guarded about my kids than, you know in some cases but yeah like i don't i'm not gonna sit there and like post their social security number you know out there but i think it's about embracing what this could be kind of longer term and and the connectivity piece around it i think that there's something really cool about it so i don't know yeah feed it the pertinent stuff right so but on to the metaverse though the the thought of it
1: is phenomenal I mean, it, what, what a fantastic thing to be able to go into a space and experience other things mm-hmm. That'd be around cool, the world. Not necessarily real, but, you know, like, so this past couple, last couple of weeks, there have been a lot of people that have gone into space. Boy, it would be really cool to be able to, put on a headset and experience that just like somebody else that actually did it or go along with them as the rockets taken off or something. Now it'd be really cool. I'm yeah. all for it. This, this stuff is great. Yeah. We're going to get to experience things that we'd never get to experience before.
0: Yeah. Tim, what do you think about this sense of like, everybody has all this stuff online. Uh, and, and you know, like what is it going to mean for you as a consumer of the metaverse,
2: I think people have to remember they have choices. Nobody's yeah. going to force you to be in the metaverse. Yeah, um, there will be options. Nobody's going to force you to use uh, Facebook's version of the metaverse. Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think about Facebook not agreeing to be open source?
2: I'm not surprised. I, you know, I I'm not surprised they, either. To be honest, no, you be know, I, I said that. I said that last last week. That it was going to, like, companies were going to take the approach into what was going to make them money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't necessarily make money sharing. Yeah, true. Very true. But I do think the issue where Facebook, the place where Facebook is going to run into an issue is that in in this era, Facebook is the empire. Yep. Right? Um, and a lot of these other companies, even Google, to an extent, are seen as the resistance, right? And I don't think Facebook is going to do themselves any favors, uh, adoption-wise or fiscally, by being closed. I understood that reference. Yep. Yeah, I I hope they reach out to the other companies
1: because I don't I don't want to see five metaverses.
0: No, <sighs> I know. Uh,
1: we already have enough problems with launchers right we got talk about that all the time 37 and a half launchers going on right now It's it's ridiculous but i don't want to see five metaverses i'm to see one where everybody plays plays nice together but
2: you don't have to have 37 launchers like i, I the well you know when it comes to you have to exclusivity that that don't overlap with another launcher that you have i think is really minimal yeah. Right? Like the only I think the only two launchers that would be required for you all is Steam and Blizzard. Like if you only ran those two mm. launchers. Mm. I don't know, man. I've
0: got I There's, know you're big on GOG because I know you get a lot of games through there, I, but I like GOG. I Epic. like GOG because I can use them to launch anything. I have
1: yeah. to have the other launchers installed, but once they're installed, yeah, I don't right. ever GOG have to... doesn't give you a Steam
2: key when you buy a game.
1: They do. They do, but I don't have to launch Steam to to launch my games off of Good Old Games.
2: But you could. I could. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, do you do you actually need the launcher for GOG?
1: I don't need the launcher. That's the most convenient one. Right. No, but, I, I would have to. I would say you
0: have to have.
2: But convenience and necessity you, are different.
0: You have right. to have Xbox. It's also economics, which plays into the necessity. Well, it plays into that actually, right? Like because you think about Ubisoft, great example. They have a, they have a, their Ubisoft Plus or Ubisoft Connect mm-hmm. or you whatever. Play. You play. Thank you, thank you. So they have that, where if you have that membership, you can play any of the games on that thing, and and you you know you have to launch it from that launcher though. Whereas that's where I would play any of my Ubisoft games. Like I'm not gonna buy another Ubisoft game as long as it's gonna be on that launcher. Like I'm gonna do it that way.
2: Well, I guess. Oh, oh, well, I guess my point is mm-hmm. there are 36, you know, and a plus a half dozen launchers, right? But I think as the as the consumer, we have choice. It's it's up to yeah. us to be efficient in which which launchers we really use. I will give you an example for myself, right? I don't really buy physical movies anymore. Mm. Like maybe on Black Friday, if it's a really, really good deal, I will buy the physical movie. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I buy digital movies, right? I buy physical movies, almost I buy them so I get the codes, right? That's what I'm sure. Like sure I'm sure. getting the code and the disc will go somewhere. But most likely when I play the movie, I'm going to play it digitally. And there are a lot of different avenues I can go to buy buy movies and sometimes voodoo is cheaper but my preference is always to use apple
0: so it'll always be the preference versus what is maybe economically
2: for the most part yeah interesting like there are times when like there's a movie that's on sale um and it's on sale through voodoo but it's not I tend to it doesn't port, right? Yeah. So I don't really like launching the, even though I can launch the Voodoo app on my Apple TV, like there is an app, right? But it, to me, it takes me out of the general environment of my Apple TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I buy things on Apple. I have bought movies twice, like I have it in Voodoo, but I'm not, I'm never going to open Voodoo to watch it. Yeah. So when it goes on sale on iTunes, I'm like, all right, I'll just sure. go and spend the five bucks. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I, I I haven't bought a movie in years
2: physically or digitally
1: either
0: yeah i, I do everything sh- streaming i just stream it I, or...
1: if it isn't streaming i'm
0: not watching it yeah i usually rent it i'm you know i, I mean, have rented the same movie. way like there's I have rented there's like movie.
2: six different platforms yeah like yeah. that yeah. i have to stream yeah but by and large i use that apple tv app on my apple tv to figure out where the movie is and to launch
1: yeah so we have we have this problem right now is is our cable's broken um that's not good. Don't get me started about Verizon. Jesus. Yeah, go go <laughs> ahead. oh they my i so I got on with Verizon support last week, and I'm like, we have one channel, Fox Sports 2, or Fox Sports 1, that doesn't work. Fox Sports 2 works, not Fox Sports 1. We're supposed to have that channel. They're like, okay, we'll reset it so that it sets your channels again. Nothing works now.
0: No way. Nothing. Uh what a pain.
1: Only the lower, like, it's like we have basic cable and that's it. That's not fun, dude. And I'm like, come on, guys. And they're like, well, you're going to have to contact TiVo because we think it's your body. I'm like, no, it was just working. You did, you so. you did just... something that broke it. It's not us. You did something that broke this. <laughs> nope. Yeah, we, we don't know. So I I just like, here's the real kicker is if I go to the app. On the on the Roku TV, uh-huh. it line it works just fine, and it says, "Yeah, you're authorized for that channel. Go right ahead, stream Fox Sports, have a good time." But if I go to Fox Sports on my channel, it says I'm not authorized. I'm, amazing! I'm like, you guys are just killing me. It's amazing. Verizon is amazing. But I, you, I wish I could get. A, I wish I could get rid of Verizon. If I could, yeah, I, I do. I, if if we could get, if we. Uh, Please Google Fiber. Please come to Washington DC. Please, please, please do yourself please, some please. Hulu TV.
0: That's
2: please, what
1: we do Google Fiber. Why
2: do you Google Fiber. Just subscribe to internet through files, and
1: that's still Verizon. <laughs> I want to get rid of Verizon. Period.
2: Oh, I don't want to get rid of the internet. I don't think. I, I don't think. I mean, a my gigabit
1: option. internet is great. Oh yeah, internet that's fantastic. all I use, so.
0: We we have that in Hulu Live TV.
1: Like, but, that's all it is. But we're we're looking at it now, and we're like, all right, we're living without the cable. Could we live with it? can we live without it period yep think so yeah so uh, I,
2: I think we're,
1: we're pretty close to just canceling it cancel all it man you'll save money but you
2: need internet
0: no no no,
1: canceling, no, no. Canceling, uh, cancel TV, the tv the tv cable. oh yeah we'll TV. use yeah, yeah. the streaming yeah. services and be done because we got gonna we got to hunt and search now to find what
0: we want to watch i know yeah uh, you do that anyway on so yeah so thinking about so thinking about this kind of concept though about about the the metaverse and these multiple offerings you know just like all these multiple game platform launchers or these you know different cable providers or or join streaming services like. join the one you like but then it creates disparate but, but see experiences. If, if you
1: pick one and i want to go do something with you in the metaverse
2: it
0: sounds just like a different one it sounds just like uh playstation versus yeah, xbox all like- over again and we're creating a whole I mean, new environment. There, for
2: that. there is not going to be one metaverse to rule them all. It's just no. I know that. I don't know only. that.
1: But but let them play together. No, no.
2: no I let know Let the it's metaverses not. Yeah. play together. I I look. It, it will not be. There will not be just one. But I want there to be. But which which you may have happen <laughs> is that there is one who is willing to play well with others like xbox and that one might become the preferred
0: versus it's it's gonna be the company who who
2: decides that they are going to put experience above profit right and take the profit but see i think if
1: you put the experience above above that you're gonna make the profit anyways
2: yeah but these companies don't see it that way
0: i think they do i
2: think they... they don't it's why sony refuses to do cross platform on any of the games well i i think that where that's, the publisher's willing to support it
0: but i think that that's more they've got an arm on the ex, they've got themselves armed with the exclusives like uncharted and and everything else that they know but that they, they could still just make chosen up
2: for to negate profit because they could make more money
0: i agree i agree with by
2: you by allowing people to I play with you
1: wholeheartedly
2: Right. No. So, you know, when Rocket League was all the rage and Rocket League existed with cross-platform, Sony was like, no. So now if I want to buy Rocket League and I want to play with my friends, <laughs> the platform that I'm not going to buy it on is Sony. Yeah. I'm going to buy it on An one of the other platforms,
0: PC or yeah. Switch Cause, even, I think. Because, yeah, because even
1: uh, like God of War is coming out for PC. Mm-hmm. People were excited. Hey, are you going go, to that... buy it again? No. Don't look at me and say you're not gonna buy it again. I won't buy it again. <laughs> I can play I'm gonna play it on my no, PlayStation. You're... Why would I buy it? Because I feel like it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It'll go on sale. It'll go on sale at some point yeah, you'll in time be like, and I'll be like, ah, that sounds all like right, it just fifteen be bucks or I'll go, Yeah, that's worth it. I mean I've already bought I've bought the latest version three times now. I know.
0: No, that's why I was like <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it. But,
1: but anyways, yeah, but so the whole TV thing goes back to the metaverse, so but with that, I want one. I want to. I want to log in to the verse and be able to play whatever I want to with
0: whoever I want to. Yeah, me too. I mean, we want to, right? Like at the end of the day, I think we all agree that we want to. But the reality is what jade Times is saying. It's it's it, there will be disparate systems, and we won't know. Like we'll have to see how all this like plays out. Right? So,
2: yeah, unless the government comes out and regulates the metaverse and says, which they ha- already the are
0: trying to regulate the internet, and we see how all that's going. Yeah, we right? see how like, go- like, it's getting ready to say, we see how regulating the internet's the, going. This,
2: that's the thing, though. Like, the, the dirty secret nobody ever likes to talk about with regulation is that regulation, in some ways, tries to ensure that people have a uniform experience. And when you deregulate things, yes you may get you may get the ability to do the things that you like doing in the way that you want but you're not gonna get the quality assurance right in the product yeah that you think I I think you know we talked about this with like Apple right and the mm-hmm. whole issue with epic and you know payments and stores and all this stuff right I guarantee you that if it comes down to, you know, Apple having to say, all right, we'll take whatever forms of payment that you want. People's overall experience in that ecosystem will not be as as good. And when there are issues, you will no longer have one person to ask. Yeah,
0: questions. one throat to choke.
2: Yep. You're gonna. Th- it's going to be, well, you need to go talk to them. And they'll say, oh, no, you need to go talk to them. And it, your shit just mm-hmm. won't be fixed.
0: Yeah. Well, friends, write in. Let us know what you think about this whole this whole thing. You can email choicecamouse at gmail.com. Diddy, you have the next topic. I'm we'll gonna be visiting Blizzard. Alright, our good buddies.
1: After months of missteps and tone-deaf responses, Blizzard Entertainment this week finally stepped up and made some real changes at the company. Letting perpetrators go and renaming some characters and in in-game items is nice. But the employees of Blizzard were looking for some tangible changes, and this week the company announced a great first step in making the company an example for the rest of the industry to look to. So uh, Kotic, which is, who is the president, CEO of, of Activision Blizzard, uh, lowered his salary to $62,000. sixty-two dollars 62, something like that.
2: Why not a dollar?
1: Um, which a lot of which I've seen a lot of CEOs yeah. do. That's this is a pretty normal step. The biggest deal about this is, is that they got rid of got rid of the of the mandatory arbitration for employee disputes. So talk talk about what that means. So it used to be that if an employee had a dispute with Blizzard, with the company itself, such as a sexual harassment suit or something like that. It was mandatory that they had to go to a third-party arbiter. Right. They could not directly sue or have a complaint with the company. This takes that away. They now can, if they don't feel like they are getting a fair shake through Blizzard, they can now go to a third-party, they can now sue the company. Right for whatever they feel they were wronged in and it could be anything it could be you know it could be sexual it could be being passed up it could be you know there's all kinds of of crap that went on there um
2: i think third party arbitration gets a bad rap but
1: uh, sometimes it does sometimes yeah mandatory though mandatory arbitration that's the big thing i think
0: is
2: the win i don't even think mandatory arbitration is a problem I think I think the issue becomes where the arbitrators who call. the arbitrator is. Right.
1: Well, this uh, is a company and, and, that was picked right. by Blizzard. So but
0: that <laughs> that's the big thing, right? If, like if
2: you do a deal where like you've got a board of three ar- arbiters. Yeah. And each one of the arbiters is picked by a side. See or that's the good. arbiters yeah. are that's
1: fine, but that, yeah, that's not really, really it. Was. Yeah,
2: the, well, the issue is like litigation is gonna cause a whole separate issue. There's gonna be a ripple effect from litigation that although it sounds nice, you you still, I still don't think that is the mechanism by which you can ensure mm. fairness for employees.
1: I think what this does is this holds Blizzard, Blizzard the company more accountable to address the concerns of a person when they bring a complaint against the company.
0: But rather than it going to... Because really what was happening here, and this is... They had some third-party company that was hired by... Uh, what's her name? Fran. Fran Townsend, who, like, n- knew the people at this place. And so, like, they had some kind of a deal. And and it just feels way less
2: transparent
0: than it should. but Right?
2: But I think the difference is... Your arbiter or, you know, in some companies they have, they have an ombudsman.
0: Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Arbiters and ombudsmen can concern themselves with fairness. The court's job is not to be fair. Mm -hmm. The court's job is to enforce laws. right? Right. You can have a complaint or an issue with your company. And the company can be legally within their rights and it not be fair. Yeah. Right? A company's not legally required to keep the salary between a man and a woman doing the same job close. You're not going to win a court case that's going to tell you that the company is being unfair because they're paying this person. Ten or twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, there's no,
0: there's nothing right. that's going to be won around but that. But your of course. arbiter
2: can Whoa. say,
0: it's right? Not there's there. no laws right. to right. say that. So has that's to why, that, exactly. That, that, that's
2: why I think yes, this looks nice, but I don't think it's necessarily what's in the best interest of these employees, because they're trading to me, they are trading fairness for legality. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, no, no, that's a fair that's a fair observation. Yeah,
2: I I think that for
0: for me, where I saw the win was they it just feels like Blizzard is willing to take the situation head on rather than dealing with well, let's have a uh, somebody try to mediate this and work it through with us. No, let's like really dig in and try to figure it out. Uh, that that's to me what I observed with some of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Don, what are some of the other things that they talked about? Uh, one, well, one
1: of the other big things is they have set goals at Blizzard for um, meeting certain criteria of diversity and inclusion um, to hire more LGBTQ employees. LBG. Yep. Did I get all the letters? Lb. LGBTQIS. LGBTQI, yes, um, to hire more more people, to have a higher percentage of female workers, um, in great in all those, so 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 basically to make their workforce more diversified, so that it's more inclusive for people. Because I have heard some stories of people who, who have turned down positions at Blizzard because. Of the work environment there. Yeah. And because they knew that they would be harassed and...
0: Yeah. <clears throat> That's a shame. I mean, you know, and it takes initial steps, right, to try to fix some of this. And I think that this is a yeah, good step. Yeah, this is a really good first it, step. It's like, okay, let's it, let's keep kind of the momentum and see how this can kind of continue to improve. And I think that for the... um. For, for a lot of people who listen to this sort of conversation are thinking like, well, you know, just hire the person that's right for the job. That's not all it's it is an answer. It's not always the answer, because what we get are, you know, what, what you really look for instead of really honing in on perhaps work experience is more life experience. What do these people bring to the table that perhaps as somebody from a racially diverse, you know, compared to the rest of the organization racially diverse background um what what could they possibly you know we don't know for sure but what could they possibly uh bring as far as life experience or perspective and the more of that you have an opportunity to expose the company to the better right like and at the end of the day you need somebody who's going to do the job sure but if that means that this person is maybe a little less like on paper a little less qualified but they could still bring a certain perspective that could help solve problems that could be a good thing
2: well i think it's i think it's problematic if you hire somebody who's less qualified but i do think what companies have to do a better job of doing is creating a culture where what's best for the company is to have a more inclusive
0: it starts there yep yep and you can
2: find a person who fits the demographic that you want who is as qualified as the usual white male that you would hire for that job you know, it, it's, it's it's I'd say it's, it's I'd say yeah. it's more
0: challenging than you'd think, though, too, because I think that in some cases, there have been the challenge
2: um, is going out and recruiting. Bingo, those people.
0: bingo, bingo, yeah. bingo. It's that's exactly what i was saying. It's, yeah,
2: it's, it's it's not that those people don't exist.
0: It's that, they... and it's
2: not that you can't find them. Exactly, it's that they aren't always the low hanging fruit. That's easy it's for the exactly. recruiting department. And it's not only exactly.
1: that. Uh, predominantly, in in this space it's white males Yeah, white males look at the world a certain way and when we talk to a prospective employee we are thinking a certain way right when we talk to another white male yeah. we are predisposed for that and, and-, and it's really hard it's hard for anybody to step out of that and try to to embrace a different perspective on it but i think that's what makes a company great is when you have all those different perspectives and you can look at it from a little diff- different angle and and find those little nuances right. that make it make it better
2: i'm going to say something that's probably going to rub people wrong when <laughs> when they listen to this but I don't think minority managers, having been a minority manager, I don't think we have that same outlook when we hire. Don't have the same what, what same? Like I don't think I don't think when I hire people that I go out and look for people that fit my worldview.
0: You, you, you're saying that you don't? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I okay. Think, see, I think... I, I heard I, it backwards for a second. I yeah. think
2: most of the minority managers that I've known have not hired people generally that look like them. But I think that that's a testament. Uh, you know... No, 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 no. It, it's not a testament. We don't have the luxury for it. We, we just don't. Yeah, that's fair. You don't see enough... Yeah. You don't see enough candidates that well, look no, well, that that have your world view to make that
0: decision cuz the other piece I was going to talk about around that what I've what I've experienced in my own hiring experience uh, working on hiring people like it's the recruiting piece like what you're talking about before I think is a really big piece of it and that we don't tend to have it feels like there's not as much opportunity kind of in you know, like the neighborhoods and the places where people who may be predominantly a certain race or ethnicity have the opportunity to necessarily learn the skill sets that would go along with some of that sometimes. And I think there's that piece and then mixed with the recruiting piece that kind of is what makes it difficult in some cases. That's one piece of it. But what you're talking about here. You know, in regards to not having the, the, um, I forgot how you put it, but like having the, the luxury right. or the being able to do that might also play into some of that
2: too. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to see the candidates, the, the enough candidates that look like me
0: look like a young Tim. Right. Uh, to Wilson, say that's yeah. who
2: I'm going to, and, and I don't, hire.
1: I don't think people that are hiring, I, I think, a lot of times, it's done unconsciously.
0: Well, this is that it, subconscious bias.
2: It's that an
1: unconscious people, bias yeah. that happens. It, it
0: people it, really it, it, have
1: to be told, hey, you know, maybe yeah. you should think I don't know about I think this a different way. I don't,
2: thi- <laughs> I don't it's think subconscious. it's subconscious. I don't think it's
0: unconscious. I think it's
2: subconscious. I don't even think that it's subconscious. I think. A, hiring, a lot of hiring managers look for a person that they feel is going to be a good fit for the team, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, and absolutely. If your fit is... Ba- and, and it almost always will be. Your idea of fit is going to it's be based subjective. off of your yep. view of the world. Yep. Right. And if yeah, your absolutely. view of the world tends to look like you there's always going to be a problem now you have people whose view of the world is less homogeneous and more heterogeneous of the population mm-hmm. and they are probably less likely to fall into that particular issue but if your worldview looks like you right yeah. And that's all you've ever worked with is yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, l- listen, just think about the number of events that you go to in your personal life, right? Where the guests and attendees is broadly diverse, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I could say yeah. there are a lot of times where I am the one brown person in the room. Yep. Right. Yeah. They don't fault those people for that. I mean, that's like that's their circle. Yep. But could folks make <laughs> more make, of an make effort? effort? Yeah. Right. Make more yes. of an effort to have them, and because having a diverse circle in your personal life mm-hmm. is going to help you, dude. That's
0: what blew my mind. So growing up in this area here in the D.C. area, I. I grew up with all sorts of ethnicities around, and I just thought this was the way the world was. It is not. Listen, when I grew
2: up in Hampton, it was black, white, and there was a mixture of like Asian ethnicity. Mm -hmm. I didn't meet people from like Hispanic. Um, Middle Eastern. I-, I didn't meet those people till I got to college. Mm-hmm. There was a guy in the NFL who said he didn't meet his first his first black person until he got to college. It's like, wild. Like he went his whole life.
0: Could you imagine? Like I don't know. I as guess a like,
2: football player, he went well, his whole well that too. Life
0: but uh, but all like I don't know. Like just how I've been able to, and maybe it's it's a tremendous privilege just having grown up in this area. But uh, you know, like if I hadn't been able to experience these other cultures and their foods and that, and like their traditions. And, you know, I, I grew up with it myself just being in a mixed household with, you know, Cuban and Kentucky, like very,
2: <laughs> very different. Uh, that you know, sort where you of love of whiskey and uh, bourbon. Uh, oh
0: yeah. No, I'm a bad Cuban. I don't like rum either. So they get really mad at me about oh. that. Hmm. So the, that, that sort of, it, it, it's a weird perspective for me to, to hear that, like, the opposite of that. And, and that's my own prejudice, by the way. So, that's my own yeah. prejudice, not understanding that so, some people just don't get that, too. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. It was it white.
1: Is, yeah. Very white. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. white. <laughs> there, there was white, and then there was white. Yep. yep. That was it. And when I went to school in Harrisburg mm-hmm. and got out of my little town, it was culture shock. Was I believe It big time culture shock But one of the best things That ever happened to me was I lived Downtown Harrisburg In an area where there were Like all kinds of Ethnicities all over the place It was The, the building I lived in had You know all kinds of people In it and it was great and we all got together You know we'd sit out in the steps on yeah. On a Friday night you know and Drink a couple of beers and And The lady that lived downstairs would bring out rum and she'd make these drinks that were just, Mm. oh my God, they were just, they were like water and you'd be, you'd be sopped at, you know, (laughs) eight o'clock. It was bad. But, you know, that was one of the best things that ever happened to me because I got exposed to all those things and said, well, gee, you know, maybe I could look at the world a little differently, you know. And and of course, now I have a brown daughter. So, (laughs) (laughs)
0: well, yeah. And and you, you you have.
1: And so you, I, one of those things that that did for me was it really, I, I've always been sort of, you know, a, a very accepting person, but that really opened my eyes when you start talking to them, mm-hmm. you know, and I talked to my my future son-in-law and, and he tells me about being stopped on George Mason campus three times in the same day, just driving around doing nothing. Uh-huh. You know, you you stop and think and you're like, you know, this is it's it's this is wrong. Why? Why? And 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 it's on me to take a step back and look at the world differently and, and try to change it.
2: It's hard to understand. I think it's hard to understand anything that occurs in the world. When. You don't have a perspective. Of how other folks are treated in mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of gone off into <laughs> to the left field, but like bringing no, this is it all, back to Blizzard, I mean this is all it's rel- hard to relevant. understand. Like it's hard to understand why a female employee co worker may feel a kind of way when you don't have any perspective. Right on what they go through on a day-to-day basis. And what we
0: have to be better about as men in this situation too, and that and really as people is that when somebody stands up and says, but this, you know, like and contradicts perhaps what we would consider as normative in some of these situations, we have to instead of first sitting there and saying oh but this is you know just the way it is we have to be better at listening yeah and we yes. have to stop and hear absolutely what why is it that like l- yeah why like is it that e- way, even the male you?
1: female thing like my daughter led raid teams and would not speak in in voice chat yep cause yeah because she was a girl right and she knew that that she would get abused and mm-hmm. and that's just wrong it's just you know one of my raid leaders currently was female one was alex and we won't talk about that but um (laughs) but um she's an excellent raid leader Uh uh-huh excellent i mean and so she deserves accolades that she gets yeah gets for that and so i think we should give people the benefit of the doubt and let them
0: we should give people a little bit more opportunity yes that's really what it comes down to um yeah, and quick. that's how it relates to the gaming. It, yeah, it, that's, we're gonna bring this around. No, the no, game. But, it, it's, but it's a. But that's relevant, what we want relevant.
1: in gaming, right? We we want people to have their their chance.
0: And, and the fact in that the
1: gaming this, gaming arena,
0: all of this is in line with kind of what the the Blizzard employees were asking for, and we've been wondering well, what are you doing about some of this stuff mm-hmm. that they're asking for, and we're hearing a bit more about it. Is is good? I think it's taken too long, but I think that. A step is better than nothing. So.
1: Well, I talked to somebody about that, about it taking so long, and they're like, they're, "Behind the scenes, there's a lot of, I'm sure, a yeah. lot of paperwork and a lot of legal stuff and a lot of things that have it's a big to take company, place before they, a big
0: public can company. roll
1: out a, prop, yeah. a, a policy of any yeah. type. You know, whether they, if they change the M and M's to blue instead of green, you know, it, it takes a long yeah. time to do well, something like that."
0: It's good to hear and we're going to be keeping everybody updated so stay tuned here not as sure things. it's enough
1: for me to spend money at blizzard yet but yeah i'm still a little, i still little have my subscription it. but that's that's it i yeah. haven't bought this the new mount even though it's cute as hell yeah yeah we'll uh, see but i'm still a little yeah, about it all
0: anyways well why don't we uh why don't we switch gears very quickly to the playstation to the sony state of play that was uh that was this past week there's uh let's see just uh last month by the way sony held a big showcase event to present its first party catalog that was a freaking awesome uh set of announcements and playstation has returned once again to its usual presentation style shifting its focus to third party announcements so this was only about 20 minutes uh and it was talking about upcoming titles for both ps4 and ps5 so let's quickly run through uh what some of these um announcements were and talk about anything that maybe stood out for us so first things first death verse let it die uh was revealed uh didn't really stick out um not really all that that sure of kind of what it's gonna be like it's a it's an arena based melee brawler from gun ho online entertainment so that's gonna launch for both the ps5 and ps4 in spring of 2022
2: it's got dragons
0: it's got dragons bruh all right uh let's see what else was announced we are ofk this uh this music biopic game is being developed by team ofk and introduces the story of a band this one sounds kind of interesting to me just out of concept as a musician sort thought, of that yeah, was kind of neat maybe, but not quite yeah <laughs> the, the title condenses the story of the indie pop band ofk the uh adventure presented in this indie experience is composed of five chapters. Each of these chapters represents one of OFK's debut tracks. Uh Bug Snacks has a new DLC. This is a game that I've always thought was adorable looking. I never played it. Did you guys ever play Bug Snacks? No. Okay it looks cool. Okay. Just not enough time to yeah, not get around time. to one of those. Yeah. Five Nights of Freddy's security breach gameplay was revealed. You know, I've never played a Five Nights at Freddy's. Me Freddy's either.
2: Game. Will was Will played a couple. He was a fan of Five. Nights
0: Everybody and loves a Markiplier. Loves them. I'm a big Markiplier fan. That was uh, that's one of those games where I just got to go back and play some of them because yeah. they look spooky as hell. Uh, again, it's got a time. huge cult following too. Time, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about scary games. Actually, I'll hold off on what I was about to say because that's our, uh, our 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 game that will be reviewing let's talk about death's door which is coming to ps4 and ps5 it's a uh, pretty well-received rpg that launched on xbox and pc game pass this year and uh, i'd never seen this but it's published by devolver which is always a solid uh a solid uh choice so i might have to check that out i don't really know much about it outside of that um but it has piqued my interest just because it's devolver and devolver always makes really good stuff uh this is my personal um favorite um oh wait no no wrong one i was looking at the the wrong (laughs) little devil inside is actually the one i'm excited about uh the uh death's door will be uh available on ps4 and ps5 in november 23rd um kart rider this looks like kind of like mario kart a little bit yeah but different question do we need another one i don't know why not you know we're getting uh what was that other one that we were talking about uh not sonic uh what was no it was some other like Yeah, it was even nintendo doing another it was nintendo oh final fantasy it was yeah. a final fantasy kart or whatever you know first class trouble uh was revealed this is one where diddy was like oh a- x-men nope not at all um this game aims to be a social deceptive deception simulator in which humans try to survive rogue ais and ais simulate humans to get rid of them uh so it's like among us but with ais instead of aliens so it's kind of neat game
2: interests me but i'd be very interested to see what the graphics are actually gonna look
0: like yeah the aesthetic looks really neat it looks like a like a cool i don't know the, the cover art looks really cool uh let's talk about uh star ocean the divine force i don't know it's jrpg goodness if you guys like a jrpg Again, just keep an eye out for, on that have one. you ever
1: played this game's been around for
0: 25 years yeah they've been around for forever i've never played a single one me either i've never played but people love those games i mean, 20 20 plus years later so the one that i'm really excited about little devil inside uh this uh, just that creepy aesthetic of the little nightmares sort of deal uh is really exciting to me so, it's coming to PS5 and PS4 in 2022. The extended gameplay focused on many survival mechanics present in the game. Uh, Billy is a little character. You'll need need to be resourceful and ingenious to survive the world. Mechanics such as cooking and a food inventory were presented. Uh, so, yeah, looks kind of neat. And uh, any of those stand out to you? No. No? No. Yeah, it was kind of a quick... The survival game would... Would be yeah. cool,
1: but it's another survival game. Yeah, so. I could always play survival yeah. games. I love those. We things. like those. So yeah, sure. But, but you, nothing was like I was like really yeah. excited about first class. I was like, ooh, they're doing an X X Men game, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, no, <laughs> nope, 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 total nope. total uh, total tease.
2: <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Battlefield didn't get more of a push.
1: Yeah, didn't really no real big titles. It Feels really indie. Is Battlefield, yeah.
2: is Battlefield a time delayed for Xbox? no like like cod is for playstation
0: no no it's coming out on everything simultaneously
2: no no no, no. well cod comes out simultaneously but um dlc
0: oh the dlc piece that yeah. i don't know then i don't know for sure
2: i just wonder if maybe that's why they didn't push battlefield uh more yeah for that COD monster no
0: yeah, that's interesting
2: i am just as a segue I am very excited to see a futuristic battlefield as opposed to the old school that they normally do like the World War 1s and 2s. Yeah. Especially in a year when Cod is doing back to back uh historical games. Mhm. Basically with the last World War 2 and Black Ops. What and is and the new Battlefield?
1: Like, is it like 2041 or 2042, 2042
2: or something? 2042. Like that.
0: Yeah, so it's futuristic yeah, you it's got not a bunch of technology, but it's not like outlandish. Not either. halo technology. No, this is like, oh, this seems like just kind of future battlefield sort of things. It's, I mean, there's some of it is a little outlandish, but it's mostly
2: not. Like what Ghost Recon used to be. Oh yeah. Like great. when you think like Ghost Recon Future Soldier.
0: Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Those are those are fun games. Yeah. Those are fun. Um, gentlemen, we do have uh, some additional news to get into. And everybody listening at home, that uh, horn can only mean one thing. It's time for full stream ahead, Diddy. What you got? So, Sega. Sega. And,
1: Sega. And, and, no, no, no. Uh, oh, um, Sega and Microsoft announced a strategic partnership to develop a large-scale game for the Xbox platform. Uh, running on the Microsoft Azure network so it'll be a cloud gaming service in partnership with Sega um, so I wonder what does this mean and what games from the old Sega library would we like to see them Sonic develop about- in a in a cloud gaming environment
2: does- does the article actually mention that it involves old school games?
1: Yeah, they say they are working on a large scale game. But not, not it's not like. Not specifically what they are working on. <laughs> it could just be a brand new IP. So. Which be would be bad. I would love to see a brand new IP in the Sonic universe.
2: Yeah, I mean. A- Sonic is to me is like the only thing Sega has. Oh no, dude.
0: Got well they had lots of great games but Sega's got like a ton of stuff.
2: They got Double Dragon. Is that Double Dragon Sega? I think More so. Or Final Fight. Maybe both of those are Sega. But yeah, I don't I mean when I think of Sega, I think of Shinobi and Sonic.
0: I think of I think of Sonic. Definitely. Well everybody yeah, Sonic might be too, Sonic uh, is their
1: their too old for mascot you. hit thing, right?
0: Um, um, they, they just came man, out... Astro Boy. Well, you might like this. Football Manager's Sonic game. Yes. Or, I'm sorry, Sonic. A Sega game. Sega game, game yeah. Uh, they've done some of those new Warhammer games. Um, Fantasy Star Online. That might be another one, by and the they way. they do House of the Dead? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It is a Sega game. I don't know.
2: They, but they, that, that... Wasn't j- that wasn't originally a console game, I think. Wasn't it originally an arcade game that Sega did?
1: Well, yeah. They Well... So Sega was big in in the arcade world before they actually got into consoles. Right? Company
0: of Heroes. They've got a bunch. I mean, Super Monkey Ball. I mean, I remember, yeah, remember seeing Super their, Monkey Ball. I remember
1: seeing their consoles in the arcade all the time.
0: Oh yeah. Super Monkey Ball was a lot of fun. I don't know. I mean, like I think it's what what I'm actually more interested about is the fact that Sega after all these years in bed with Nintendo is partnering up with somebody like Microsoft. And I wonder what that kind of means for the bigger Nintendo relationship uh, with potentially a Microsoft. Like, that's kind of a rad speculation in itself. So. Yeah, uh, well, again, though, I think it's Microsoft
1: stepping up to say, you guys love your old Sega games?
0: Here, we'll, we'll give you those. Could be that, too. Yeah. What if they gave you the entire retro Sega library? Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, Sega Genesis... What's the racing game? What was the Sega racing game? Oh no, game? I was about to say F-Zero, but that was Nintendo. I don't remember. Oh, I, I but I can like picture it. Yeah, in my I can head. picture
1: it and but I can't think of the name. But that was always a great game. It was a great yeah. racing game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, running on the power of the cloud, I think this is great. I think it's goodness. F position? F pole? F pole? What are you listening to? What? Don't F pole. Don't do it, chat. Okay? Don't do it. Think. don't don't search that <laughs> uh if you have any comments on this week's news articles you can email joystick at gmail.com i got a video game outrun. to talk about oh what was it outrun oh maybe virtual it was
2: racing Daytona that sounds
0: really familiar Outrun Daytona familiar. was their uh was there arcade one their Daytona 500 all right let's listen to these uh to these ladies argue for a second yes and
1: the reviews were so mixed
0: I know yeah, I was surprised too. There's a game that I played uh on the final night of October scary streams that uh I wanted to talk about today and that is Forwarned. Forwarned is a phasmophobia like hunting game where you play as um instead of ghost hunters, you play as archaeologists. Uh you've discovered an ancient tomb in uh underneath a, an Egyptian pyramid. And you have to figure out, first of all, you have to get the artifact from this tomb and avoid uh, an evil mummy all at the same time. Uh, along with this, you have to discover certain uh, bits of evidence like, was there a rumble? Was there possibly like an earthquake? Were things shattering around you? Did you hear a voice on your on your little walkie-talkie thingamajigger? Just like phasmophobia And that's what really drew me to this game. Uh, I also really enjoy uh, the aesthetic of, you know, just the Egyptian pyramids and stuff. But where this game kind of lost me, honestly, is that it was overly complex, unfortunately. Um, One of the things that this game did not do a very good job of was kind of giving explanation or guidance into how to approach certain bits of evidence and how to, uh, you know, really, like, access the the main tomb once you figure out who the who the the ghost was or who the um the mummy was so just for instance there was a situation where we were in um where we thought that we heard a voice somewhere and that was one of the bits of evidence and so we marked that down and we got to a point where we we're like okay i think it's this one and we couldn't figure out like exactly how to access like how to say yes this is the the mummy like there's a lot of there's too much trial and error part of it was kind of fun because you're like figuring out the game but at at the same time as somebody that was streaming it live i was like man like i wish that i knew a little bit more about how to play this (laughs) before i like started streaming it but all in all it was super interesting because i found that like i just love those games like phasmophobia where it's a little bit of puzzle and sleuthing and survival all kind of mixed together and doing that with your friends in a spooky environment is always fun i would give this a solid like five out of ten it was okay uh if you have the game and want to play and you're like alex you have no idea how to play this thing give it a shot. Uh, let me know when you want to play it because I will uh, happily follow your advice. It got a lot easier once we had a quick shout out to to Abe shadow and in the community who joined and me as we played through it. He's been playing this game a lot. He plays it by himself even Hmm. by himself on hard mode and stuff. Yeah. Brave indeed. So it it was uh, the one, the one highlight by the way of that game is that when you die, you actually can come back as a mummy yourself and either, be a bad mummy or a good mummy so if you're a bad mummy you can go hunt you can go hunt uh the other players if you're a good mummy you can like wave and be like come over here and your voice changes and everything in the game so like as i was talking <laughs> like <this> and, <laughs> and so it's uh it's pretty fun diddy's looking at hey, me like
1: hey, no you know what? If you die, you're the bad mummy, period. That's, there's no, you don't there's... get,
2: you don't come back and help Diddy, people. But,
1: but ha- no. why not? No, but you fun, come back and hunt uh, the hell times. out of them.
2: They do it in Star Wars. No, it's I am haunting,
1: people. I am haunting people. It's <laughs> not, I'm not, I'm not helping anybody. <laughs> we're going to get in there and we're going to,
0: we're going to see Diddy run straight into the tomb and die immediately by falling Just on so I can come back and haunt yeah, people. Just... That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> anyway, game is forewarned. You can get on Steam if you want. Um... But again, big shout out to everybody who joined us for the scary streams over the, the the month of October. I hit brand new goals that I set for myself, and a lot of that was due to the community and their engagement. So thank you so much for that. Uh, gentlemen, that's going to be a show. Why don't we go ahead and clap it out? If you enjoy what you listen to today, feel free to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Visit the, the website joystick and mouse dot com to find all the different places where you can listen to this podcast make sure that you subscribe and if you'd like to support what we're doing head over to patreon.com slash joystick and mouse um and uh if you want to email us and comment on anything that we've talked about you can email joystick and mouse at gmail.com all of our contact information is at the website uh let me think what else am i missing nothing 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 all right until next time, Diddy. See you later, folks. And J Dimes. Take it easy. And for myself, be good to yourself. Be good to others. So long.
2: If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>